2: Seidenberg on Vsin, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on Vsin, the sports betting network. We placed some futures on the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am and <laughs> it's not looking great right now. <laughs> it's still early. It's only been one round, so there are still plenty of opportunities to uh, cash in on our futures. Currently, Tom Hodge is your leader at nine under par. Seamus Powers at eight under. You got a couple of golfers at seven under, six under, five under. And uh, my first future bet, or that's uh, on the scoreboard, Jason Day is at minus four. Jason Day at minus four, so he's five strokes off the lead. Jason Day is actually right now on the live lines, your fourth favorite to win the event at plus 2,000. Patrick Cantley is your favorite at plus 350. Cantley is at six under, just three strokes off the lead. So Cantley's your favorite at 350. Seamus Power is plus 350 as well. Tom Hodge is plus 600 despite having that lead. And Jason Day is at plus 2,000. Uh, and he is at four under, five strokes off the lead. As for the other golfers that uh, placed the future on. Not exactly uh, a good-looking leaderboard for us here. Uh, Maverick McNeely is at two under par, so he's still alive. Uh, he's at two under after opening round 69. That's not bad. Justin Rose is at one under, so he is, you know, still alive here. Chez Revi. Who was a hundred to one when we placed the bet? He is at even par, so okay. Just has a lot of ground to make up. Uh, and then the worst bet <laughs> that we placed: Cameron Tringale, who I was really high on coming into this event based off his third place finish uh, last week. Six over. He shot a seventy-seven on his opening round, and this is this scorecard looks like one of my scorecards. First of all. I wish I was good enough to shoot a 77. Like, if I ever shoot a 77, I'll dance in the streets. I don't know what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll. Let's have, let's get that low, okay? Uh, but it was bogey, bogey, par, bogey, birdie, bogey, par, bogey, par on the front nine. Literally, that's my scorecard when I play. And then... In the back nine, he hit two birdies and four more bogeys. The four more bogeys is what I do. (laughs) The uh, birdies would actually be bogeys for me. So my back nine, where he shot a 39, I'd probably shoot a 43. And uh, that would be my score. But yeah, Uh, 77 opening round. Not good enough for um, the guy that we placed our bets on. But, hey, Jason Day is still alive. And like I said, he's the fourth favorite right now, plus 2,000. So, um, not bad. A little bit longer odds than what we placed. Uh, same thing with Maverick McNeely. He's at plus 5,000 now compared to where we got him at before the tournament started. But, hey, anything can happen. It's only been one round. And we have to see how, you know, these uh, this event plays out. And see how uh, everything happens over the course of four rounds. So right now, it's Haj at 9-under, and Jason Day is five strokes back. We will monitor this throughout the weekend. Uh, what we're also going to monitor throughout the weekend is the NHL skills competition and the Pro Bowl. The skills competition will occur here on Friday in Las Vegas. Currently on the DraftKings Sportsbook, you can actually wager on the fastest skater competition. It's the only event of the NHL All-Star festivities that you can wager on right now. And the updated odds for the fastest skater are Connor McDavid at plus 150. And he's probably the bet. Like, who are we kidding? This kid has won the award or has won this competition three straight years. Didn't win it last year. Matt Barzal of the Islanders won it last year. But three straight years, he wins this award. And he's looking for his record fourth straight win. The play that I would look at, though, the player that I would look at, is Dylan Larkin. He is at plus 550. Larkin won the fastest skater four years ago. Before McDavid started his threepeat at plus five fifty, I think it's I think it's not a bad shot that he wins this thing. I'll certainly you know it, it all comes down to honestly who wants to win this. Like everyone's talking about the um, the NFL in the Pro Bowl skills competition, right? There was uh, who did it? Um, Micah Parsons won the fastest man. And he beat out Tyree Kill. Tyree Hill didn't try in the event. First off, he was wearing like a hoodie and whatever, and none of these, He nope, they didn't try. Micah Parsons was the guy who actually lined up in his, you know, three-point stance like he was at the NFL Combine, took a shirt off, and sprinted hard to win the fastest man. So when it comes down to these skill competitions, it comes down to who actually wants to do it. And for a guy like Connor McDavid, who has won this thing three times, source of pride. He's gonna try and win it. Same thing for Larkin. Larkin is a guy who won it four years ago and could want to beat McDavid in this event. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a flyer in on Dylan Larkin to win the fastest skater at plus five fifty. Uh and then, you know, it's gonna be fun. The all-star festivities, the game will be or the tournament, if you will. Will be played on Saturday. It's a three-on-three tournament. So uh, you're going to have the, you know, two divisions playing against each other. Another two divisions playing against each other. And then the winners play against each other after that. So the action gets started around 3 o'clock, if you will, um, Eastern time. And then you'll continue to go on. So it'll be a fun event here at T-Mobile Arena here in Vegas on Saturday. And then the NFL. The Pro Bowl. That will occur on Sunday. The AFC is a one-point favorite over the NFC. And your total is 62. 62. Now, we have had a run as of late of Pro Bowls that were kind of low-scoring. And when you looked at those games, uh, we started to see some more defense being played. Like there was the 26-7 to game a couple of years ago, uh, 20-13, 24-23. Last year, or two years ago, the last Pro Bowl that we had was 38-33. So that was a little more high scoring. How do the players play in this game? Do they take it seriously? Do they play it like an exhibition and and throw some deep passes and trick plays and try and score as many points as they can? Or will there be some defense being played? There was so much backlash over the Pro Bowl and the scoring. The last game, look at these scores that we had. I'm going to go back to 2007. 42-30. to 30-21, 41-34, 55-41, 59-41, 62-35. And I think that was the moment that they said, we got to change something. So they decided, no more conferences, we're going to have a draft, and we're going to incentivize these players to play. So you had the draft, Uh, Team Rice against Team Sanders, and it was 22-21. Then you had Team Irvin against Team Carter, it was 32-28. Then Team Irvin against Team Rice in a high-scoring game, 49-27. Then they said, this isn't working, we got to go back to the AFC versus the NFC. And 20-13, to 24-23, 26-7, three low-scoring years in a row. Finally, you had the 38-33 in 2019, and the game was canceled last season due to COVID. So how did the teams decide to play this year? Total is set at 62. And I think we could see an under. But who wants to root for an under in a Pro Bowl? We just want to see touchdowns. So, if anything, play the over, have some fun. Let's see how many scores we can get between these two teams. The AFC coached by Matt Vrabel, the NFC coached by Matt LaFleur. in the game, of course, here in Las Vegas. I wish they would do the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl like they used to, but this is the new way now to kind of bridge this gap during this two-week break before the Super Bowl. They fill this empty week with the Pro Bowl. Uh I just liked it when it was at the end of the season, when it was in Hawaii, when it was like a celebration of the season and the Super Bowl champs would sometimes be there, not playing in the game, but just celebrating the game. Um just meant a little more that way. But hey, it's gonna be fun on Sunday. I'm Scott Satanberg. This is the look ahead here on Visa.
0: VSIN, the
2: sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the college basketball championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets, emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket bake breakdowns. Plus, full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year. It's madness. Don't miss out. Visit slash madness to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on vsin, the sports betting network. Speaking of madness, uh, we had a big game in the top 10 in college hoops. Uh, Arizona and UCLA, and it was a game where UCLA was, uh, or excuse me, Arizona was seeking what we like to call conference revenge, uh, where they play against a team in their conference that beat them. Uh, Arizona went to UCLA last week as a three-point favorite, and UCLA knocked them out of the gym. Well, Arizona was home, They were laying seven or six and a half, and they win by 10, 76-66 over the number three Bruins. And this was a little bit of a sweat, if we're being honest. You know, Arizona had a 12-point lead at the half. They actually went up by more than that in the second half, and uh, UCLA really had a good surge in that second half, and uh, Arizona was able to hold them off. They win 76-66. 66, and you got to believe when the next rankings come out, there'll be a little bit of a boost here for the Wildcats. Uh, number 19, USC. They win barely against Arizona State, 58-53. to 53. Number two, Gonzaga blew out San Diego, 92-62. to 62. They were 23-point favorites. They win by 30, so... No uh, real sweat there. Coming up on Friday, top 25 games. Uh, Let's see. I don't really think we got much in the top 25 here on Friday. Got a bunch of games, uh, including Nevada-Fresno State. That'll be an interesting one on Friday night, kind of like Fresno State as a nine-point favorite in that one. Uh, I think I saw Seton Hall is in action against Creighton. Seton Hall is a a six-and-a-half point favorite. So a little modest schedule here for Friday's college basketball. Uh, The NBA, a little bit of a different story though. NBA was dominated by the favorites. In fact, if you did a fun money line parlay with the NBA favorites here on Thursday, well, you lost. Uh, Because NBA favorites went 5-1 straight up. You had the uh, Timberwolves beating the Pistons, 128-117. They were about 7.5-point favorites, so they covered that one. You had the Heat as like a 7.5-point favorite or so, beating the Spurs, 112-95. They covered that. Raptors were a small favorite against the Bulls. They won that. They covered. They won in overtime, 127-120. And overtime is where dogs go to die. We know that. The Warriors were 14 point favorites over the Kings and they won the game they didn't cover they only won by 12. Now if you remember last night we said the best play was Warriors in the first half. Warriors went into the locker room with a 19 point lead. So Warriors first half was the play. And the Clippers won barely on an exciting finish. They don't cover against the Lakers but they did win outright 111-110. So the only favorite that did not win That would be your 41-10, and best record in the NBA, winners of 11 straight games, no more, Phoenix Suns, as the Suns go into Atlanta and lose 124-115 in a game that it never felt, if I'm being honest, just watching it because I bet the Suns, it just never felt like the Suns were going to win the game. Even though there were times where this game was close, the game just, the Suns just never had a good flow. No no real energy. Uh, just never seemed like they were going to win this game. Um, they get outscored by just two in the first quarter. You know, they go into the locker room down three at the half, uh, but then they were down nine going into the fourth quarter, and they just couldn't muster up the energy to come back from nine points. It seemed like every time they got close, something else happened. There was one moment where they did pull, I believe they pulled within maybe four or five, and then Gallinari hit a three and then made it eight. And uh, there was another time they pulled within six, and then there was like a foul called and phantom foul, if you will. And and then at one point at the end, they, they made it really interesting. Where I think they were down by six, maybe, and uh, Trey Young, there was a scramble for like a loose ball, and he just picks it up and fires a three from a, a place where only Trey Young or Steph Curry would shoot it from. Like no business shooting that shot from well beyond the arc, and he nailed. He drilled it. He had forty three points. He was great. Hawks win, 124-115. And now, on Friday, I'm going to fade the Hawks. I am absolutely fading the Hawks after that win. They go to Toronto. Toronto's a slight favorite in that game, but there's just something about teams that win against good teams. Like You get up when you play against the team with the best record in the NBA. You, You get up for that. Now, You just had that exciting win over the best team in the NBA, like a measuring stick game. And now you feel like you're on top of the world. So you got to now get on a plane, travel north to Toronto, where it's a little chilly, and get ready to play the Raptors in like an empty arena. I can just see a little lack of energy from the Hawks in this one as opposed to what we did see against the Phoenix Suns at home in front of their crowd. Other games uh, on Friday, you got the Celtics minus seven and a half at the Pistons. The Hornets minus four and a half at home against the Cavaliers. The Bulls are two-point favorites in Indiana. The Spurs, three-point favorites at home against the Rockets. The Nuggets, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Pelicans. The Jazz laying five-and-a-half at home against the Nets. Mavericks, one-point favorites at home against the 76ers. And the Blazers, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, let me remind you, Forget about the fact that they are 16-34 and 34 on the season. They have the second best ATS record in the NBA at 31-17-2 against the spread. That is unreal. They have covered 31 times this season. There has only been one team in the NBA that has covered more times than the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis is 35-19 and against the spread. OKC, 31-17-2 against the number. Absolutely wild. They are your best team against the spread. The worst team, Against the spread in the NBA. That would be your favorites to win the NBA Finals. The Brooklyn Nets. 1931 and one against the spread. The Brooklyn Nets. And now they face the Jazz. And the Jazz are just bad against the spread as well. The Jazz are the third worst in the league. 21-30 and one. ATS. So, you got just two really bad teams against the spread facing off against each other. But again, looking at that Portland game, Portland is 21 and 31 against the number this season. OKC, 31 17 and 2. I'll take the Thunder on the road as a seven and a half point dog against the Blazers in that one. That would be a team that I would look in the back for sure. And then the Cavs probably, as a a four-and-a-half-point dog, why not? Cleveland 30-19-3 against the spread this season. But obviously there's a reason why they're dogs. You always have to look up the NBA, see who's playing, see who's not playing. If a player is out, well, then it changes everything. Numbers will change throughout the course of the day. The opening number sometimes is really important because lines flip. There was a game last week where I believe it was Memphis and Philadelphia. Was that the game? where Memphis was a a three-and-a-half-point dog, and then because Embiid got ruled out, the line all flipped to Memphis minus three-and-a-half, then the Sixers win by three. And guess what? If you bet the game on the early line of Memphis plus three-and-a-half, you covered. If you bet Memphis late when they were a favored, you lost. That's the difference sometimes between winning and losing. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on v this is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game, and right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. Speaking of the big game and speaking of all the props, our very own Ben Fox was over at the Superbook on Thursday where they unveiled their numerous amounts of props. Let's hear from Ben on uh, some of the changes that have occurred with these props.
3: Yeah, so I'll hit a a couple I noticed that move, meaning kind of respected money has come in on those. One was Van Jefferson, the Rams wide receiver, over under two and a half receptions. That opened the over even under minus 120. And last time I checked, the over was minus 125, under plus 105. So some money on Van Jefferson over two and a half catches and under Cam Akers' rushing yards, that opened 68 and a half down to 64 and a half. Uh, and again, could have gone down in the next uh, couple minutes. Uh, a couple others that they had had, uh, Cam Akers' longest reception over eight and a half yards. I think this is one Aaron Oster likes as well. Total sacks by yes. both teams over five. Uh, Bengals, no plus 160 to convert a fourth down. That was another interesting one. Uh, and some unders as well. Under on Jalen Ramsey tackles under four and a half. Uh, uh, a potpourri there. I think a couple interesting ones that the Westgate has is always those cross sport bets. They have, uh, I know you're a hockey guy, Sean. Colorado Avalanche playoff wins minus two and a half against Matt Gay total points. But that was one interesting one. Okay. They all have plenty of NBA ones. Uh, another one, UFC 271 going on that weekend, I believe as well. Israel Adesanya against uh, Robert Whittaker. Total rounds, minus two and a half against Matthew Stafford. TD passes. Mm-hmm. So I thought those are two interesting ones. And again, just a ton of ways, right, that you can potentially bet this game. And if you like Stafford over touchdowns, there's a lot of markets there. Or under touchdowns, there's just so many different ways to basically Bet what you think is going to happen in the game.
0: You follow Ben on Twitter at bfox22. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and there's just so many Ben, and uh, I'm sure you're. That's you, like taking candy from a baby. Which that, one? The Avalanche one.
1: Two and a half playoff wins. The Avalanche are favored to win. No, 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 no,
0: no. There are two and a half. They're, that's the spread. So they have to win. So if they, the max they can have is 16, right? Right. So they're minus two and a half against Matt Gay points. So if Matt Gay has 14 points, Avalanche win the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, I'm
2: still taking – I've seen Matt Gay kick. He's not that good. Okay. So go bet it. Yeah, I am. It's available. <laughs> Save me a parking spot, Ben.
0: <laughs> See, like you said, he he's uh, he's intrigued. Ben, anyone's uh, – while, while you're uh, thumbing through it, that, uh, that jumped out at you that you might be willing to take a, a, th- a couple shekels down on?
3: Oh, man I, I think it's interesting the one I'll be following at a couple books I think is Cooper Cup receiving yard mm-hmm. uh, they opened 107 and a half here and it didn't move which I thought was interesting so far and obviously information from other books coming out before you know they can kind of see where some of that is but I think there's almost certain guys that are immune a bit to numbers right we say in this industry you can you can set a number to anything. It doesn't seem like anyone can guard Cooper Cup, even kind of like we saw with Devontae Adams when you try and double him. Um, I, I would say that's one i be keeping an eye on. I think also just more general advice, I would read Adam Burke's thesis on .com about diversifying your portfolio. This is for you, Sean, for the Super Bowl. So if you really like the Rams to cover, you don't necessarily want to load up on Matthew Stafford overs and Cam Akers overs and – Four touchdowns for Matthew Stafford. You want to have a balanced portfolio in case the Bengals win or it's a lower scoring game. You kind of want to manage your risk. I think that's what props also allow you to do.
2: That was our very own Ben Fox on the Nightcap earlier here with Sean and Tim on v uh, And there's, yeah, there's some good ones there. Um, the whole Matt Gay, the cross sport one with the Matt Gay points and the avalanche. So if the avalanche do win the Stanley cup, that's 16, but 16 would be the maximum. If they win the Stanley Cup and Matt Gay, if he kicks two field goals, that's six, three extra points. That's nine. The 16 would be greater with the two and a half point spread. What if the Avalanche don't win the Cup, though? And what if Matt Gay has three field goals or four field goals? You never know. That's why it's uh, it's the prop bet. It's an interesting one. Uh, The Cooper Cup. Receiving yardage, he is now up to 104 and a half up on DraftKings. Here's a fun one that I saw at Caesars: uh, Jamar Chase to be the first Bengals touchdown scorer, and Cooper Cup to be the first Rams touchdown scorer. That's at plus 1400. I feel like that should be a lot higher than plus 1400. You know, if you're looking at just the touchdown props right now on the game. First touchdown score, Cooper Cup is plus 500. First touchdown score, Jamar Chase, plus 800. I guess you're right. Maybe, I guess, uh, I guess they're right. Maybe plus 14 does kind of make sense for both of those to happen. Other uh, Cooper Cup uh, ones here that I see. Um, here's one if you are really believing in the um, Rams props. Cooper Cup over 102 receiving yards. Cam Akers over 99 rushing yards and over three field goals made. That's it, plus 2,200. (laughs) That's pretty wild. Um, Here are your, I guess, the longest shot here would be passing and receiving yards leaders. If Joe Burrow is your passing yards leader and CJ Uzama, who might not play in the game, is the receiving leader, that's at plus 7,500 up on Caesars. Uh, Matthew Stafford Van Jefferson is plus 5,000. And Joe Burrow Van Jefferson plus 4,000. The favorite is Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup at plus 250. Joe Burrow Cooper Cup is plus 400. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, plus 450. Matthew Stafford, Jamar Chase, plus 700. Matthew Stafford, OBJ, plus 800. Burrow, OBJ, plus 1,000. I think those are really fun, those props. Uh, And then my favorite prop bet on the Super Bowl, on any Super Bowl, is will there be a successful two-point conversion? And at Caesars, it's plus 240. I got to shop around and find where I'm going to get the best odds for this game. Am I going to get a uh, higher than plus two forty? If I am, I got to place it there. But right now, at least I know that I got the plus two forty um, in 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 the can, if you will. Uh, unless that those odds change, but right now, plus two forty is what I'm seeing for the yes. Will there be a successful two point conversion? Uh, here's a very fun one. The jersey number of the first touchdown scorer of the game. Will it be over or under 23 and a half? So, 23 and a half. The over, under of the jersey number of the first touchdown scorer. And think about it. You have Cam Akers is number 23. Right? Um, and if we're just going to go with the Rams here first, then we'll get into the Bengals. But as far as the Rams first, you have Cam Akers as number 23. Matthew Stafford should be a quarterback sneak. He's at number nine. Um and Odell Beckham Jr. is number three. Van Jefferson is number 12. Cooper Cup is number 10. Just seems like it's all the Rams are the low numbers. The Bengals, meanwhile, you know, Burrow is number nine. Joe Mixon's 28, so that's an over. Tyler Boyd is 83. Jamar Chase is number one. That's a low number. Higgins is 85. That's an over. Uzama's 87 if he plays. That's an over. I think I'd go under if we're being honest. Because I got Cup, OBJ, Chase, Akers, and the quarterbacks. I like that bet. First touchdown score under jersey number 23 and a half. I'm Scott Zadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We will uh, break down these traps as we get closer and closer to the kickoff next weekend. Uh, but first up Pro Bowl weekend, NHL All Star weekend here on Visa.
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
2: this is the look ahead on vsin the sports betting network getting ready to watch the big game we want to make sure that vsin is a part of your plans on championship weekend we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vcin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year. So make plans now to join the vcin betting experts before, during, and after the action on vSIN.com. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. It's a busy weekend here in Vegas. Uh, the Pro Bowl is in town and the NHL All-Star game. Also in town, uh, the all uh, N- NBA. Uh, excuse me, the uh, NFL had their skills competition, if you will, on Thursday night at the Las Vegas Ballpark in Summerlin. That's where the Aviators play, the A's AAA team. And on Friday night at T-Mobile, as well as on lost on the Strip at the Bellagio Fountains, will be the NHL Skills Competition. Yes, they are doing some fun things by the fountains, but yeah, they'll have the. Uh, Skills competition going on at T-Mobile. And then the NHL All-Star Tournament, because it's not a game. It's a three-on-three tournament, will take place on Saturday. And then on Sunday, the Pro Bowl at Allegiant Stadium. For the uh, Pro Bowl, AFC is favored, but who's betting AFC, NFC? The total is where you want to have the fun. Total right now is set at 62. And... Yes, we've had some games in recent history that have been low scoring. Uh, as the NFL, and they've really taken a note from the fan base as people have complained about how dumb the game has been and players don't try and all this stuff and the scoring was ridiculous. And Okay, they've tweaked the game several times. And now they, then there was that run uh, where the game looked more competitive. It looked more like a football game. Uh, So there were people that were crying to get rid of the game. Just have a skills competition. Don't even play a game. Well, then they played a couple of competitive games where the the players took it seriously. Uh, Last year, there was no Pro Bowl. I don't think anybody missed it. Two years ago, the game was high scoring. This Sunday, I think it's going to be another high-scoring affair. To me, this just seems like a celebratory weekend here in Las Vegas. And I feel like a lot of players in that game are going to have the Vegas flu. There's not going to be a lot of effort being put out here on defense in this game. This will be... As glorified an exhibition as you'll see. And I think we're going to get a boatload of scoring. I really do. And just looking at looking at the, the skills competition, those guys are out there having fun. But also, you know, they did this whole fastest man competition and Tyree Kill didn't even try. I mean, we know that Tyree Kill would beat Micah Parsons in a foot race. But he, he didn't care. He's out there. He's hanging out. They're having a good time. You know, Parsons actually, he tried. He he went out there. He did his whole, you know, whole stance, with arms swinging up. Like he was running the 40 at the combine. I think we're going to see more players like Tyreek Hill on Sunday than Micah Parsons. And I think the players, it's going to be a nice fun weekend, right? They're, it's, they're already here in town. Uh, Gonna be going out this weekend, some nice dinners, and maybe some bottle service, and uh, not a lot of effort given on Sunday. Instead, a good show for the fans with lots of scoring. So, if I had to play the Pro Bowl, I would go over 62 in uh, that game on Sunday. As for the NHL All-Star Tournament, coin flip, flip a coin between the, uh, the divisions. Who do you think is gonna win? um you know just kind of looking at it I don't know it's a three on three tournament they switch goalies and you're gonna have the divisions play against each other uh and then whatnot so okay maybe Pacific division or whatever you have to choose one what you can wager on skills competition wise first event or the only event right now that's listed, Fastest skater. And Connor McDavid is your favorite. He's at plus 150 to win the fastest skater. He's won this event three times in a row. Uh, 2017, 2016, 2017, 2018. If I got that right. He won it three years in a row. Yeah, no, 2017, 2018, 2019. Last year. It was Matthew Barzal of the Islanders. He won the award last He won the contest last year. 13.175. Let me just read you, though, the times for Connor McDavid's wins 13.310, 13.454, 13.378. Those are all McDavid's times in seconds. Last year, Barzal beat him. Barzal was 13.175. But four years ago, 2016, the winner of the fastest skater competition posted a time of 13.172. That is the second fastest all-time in this competition. The fastest was Jonathan Druin in 2015, 13.103. But at 13.172, that was Dylan Larkin of the Detroit Red Wings. Dylan Larkin is in this event and he is plus 550 to win it. I think there's going to be some uh, fun had between Dylan Larkin and Connor McDavid in this event. And I think that we will see Larkin beat McDavid as the fastest skater in the NHL. And so I will go with Larkin at plus 550 instead of McDavid plus 150. That is my selection for the fastest skater competition here during NHL all-star festivities. Plus, you know, root for the U.S. guy, right? The Olympics, we're all cheering on Team USA. Let's Let's root for the American. And that would be uh, Dylan Larkin. Speaking of the Americans in the Olympics, the uh, women's hockey team did win on uh, Thursday morning, 5-2 to two over Finland. So congratulations to them. Uh, they are still the favorite to win the entire event. Um, the next game for them, I don't think is... Uh, let's see. Mm. The next... Uh, yeah, I don't see when their next game is going to be. I'm looking at uh, on Saturday. It just says Group B, Group A. I don't have a list of the games just yet. But anyway, there's no lines out on the next U.S. women's game. We do have lines, however, out on the U.S. men. So the U.S. men will begin on next Thursday, February 10th. Uh, Next Thursday, February 10th, which is also hopefully when we're cashing Our Matt Lafleur Coach of the Year ticket. Anyway, USA against China. USA is minus two and a half goals. That is a minus one thirty juiced puck line, and the total is six. Uh, I think the US should get by China. They're minus fourteen hundred in that game, but this is a young American team, bunch of college kids, and very not really sure what to expect. They're not even. They are a long shot to win this tournament. They're at plus 1,600 to win the gold medal. There are, they are not even going to predicted to win the group because they're in a group with Canada, and Canada is predicted to win the group. So this is going to be uh, a challenge for them, but a challenge that will be fun to watch, and it starts coming up next Thursday. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Jeff Davis from uh, Circa right here, Sportsbook Manager, Assistant Sportsbook Manager, will join the program. Adam Chernoff from Covers at 9 a.m. And then at 9.30, Aaron Rinning, uh, Professional Handicapper, will join uh, the program coming up uh, this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, always on Twitter, at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So give me Dylan Larkin plus 550. As the fastest skater for Friday night in the NHL. Fastest skater at the skills competition. Part of All-Star Weekend here in Las Vegas. I'm Scott Satterberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network.